What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. I just ordered her a license plate that says Big John's Girl. It's the one and only <laughs> Teresa. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? Listen, you don't need to call yourself Big John. I don't know what you're trying to say. You just need to say John. John's oh. girl. Oh. Like, add, small ad, as Jenny said. <laughs> Jenny, Jenny Uda, the hero we didn't know we needed. Listen, I said it last time and I'm going to say it again. I'm not one to cancel people. I'm over this cancel culture. But someone needs to keep this moron off the TV uh, I screen. think actually. Like, what? I think what you actually said was somebody needs to kill him off. So I did not say that. 100%. I would not lie to our friends. Last week we were sitting on the couch and you said as soon as he opened his mouth for the first time you said somebody needs to kill him off. Well, I don't recall. I'm not that dramatic. <laughs> oh, but someone needs to just kick him off our TV screens because it's one thing. Yes, I love drama, but he's such a moron. He's such a fucking baby. He just gets a beef with everyone. Two seconds later, he's laughing with them and holding a hand, kumbaya. He's and he's insulting everyone while he's like, oh, I just I just felt like being attacked. Oh, my God. He is an instigator. And that's why I think he and Angela get along somewhat well, because they both play that game. I don't think Ed really cares one way or the other about anything other than getting attention. And so he's going to do what he needs to do to get attention. And sometimes that's going to be piss Jovi off. Sometimes that's going to be piss Jenny off. He doesn't care. He just wants all eyes on him. He wants to sell us merch. He wants. Who buys that merch? It's ridiculous. I mean, Liz bought herself a license plate that said Big Ed's Girl. Well, that's <laughs> Big says, Girl. that says a lot about her. That says a she, lot about her. Listen, I kind of feel bad for her, but she's also very naive. I know. So if she cannot stay away from him, if they're back together after all this, then I have no respect for Liz. I hope they can just live in their separate apartments forever. Just stay off of our TVs. Like enough. Like enough is enough. I don't think you're going to get your wish, unfortunately. Is he on any other season? Oh, I don't know. But he's a cash cow. He's absolutely a cow. He's a pig. He's all the animals. Um, but he. You're insulting the animals I right am now. insulting the animals. But he, I think. Pe look, people love to hate watch this show. Nobody wants to watch people that they actually enjoy, that they're actually rooting for. I don't think so. I think sometimes you get so much toxicity that when Samit says, oh, it's not a it's not a home without you, darling. Then you're like, oh, my God, that was so sweet. But if the whole season was like that, you'd be like, where's Big Ed? Where's Angela? I, I need some trash to feast on. True. You know what bothers me about Big Ed? It's because... He carries himself as he's better than everyone else. And maybe it is coming from the fact that he has some issues and he looks a certain way and yeah, he probably to, was bullied, right? Yeah. But he is acting like a moron. And it's like, at least Angela, when she's an asshole, she ends up to her being an asshole. She's like, I'm a bitch. Yeah. He acts like an asshole and blames everyone else. That's why it bothers me so much. He's a victim. And I'm, not, I'm, I'm saying that facetiously. He thinks he's a yeah. victim. And that's why I can't stand it. Like, if he was just dramatic, he was like, he owned up to it. All right. Well, pff, I don't care for you. But okay. Like, someone who plays a victim, who is the oldest person there, yet he's acting like a child, attacking everyone. But the second they say something nice about him, he's friends again. It's like, yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Who are you? Who are you? Ugh. Well, 
Hopefully, Ugh. we're at least going to have some time off. We're not going to have them on our TV screens just yet. There will Good. be there will be at least a Listen, few months. We don't, we don't cover him. It's just I'm this enraged because now you have to talk about him because he's yes. part of every single conversation that's happening there. So there, we have if we didn't mention him, then we would not be able to do the happily ever after right. tell all because he's fucking he inserts himself into every situation. You got that right. So we will talk about it very shortly. This yeah. is tell all now live part four finally we have reached the end and this episode ended 45 minutes in and then they're like well we'll just do another 45 at the hotel so i don't know why this tell all was four parts it very easily could have been two maybe three but we've reached the end i thought this episode had some intrigue we we got some a little bit of closure maybe or closure for now and things got a little well uh, closure. Liz says she's done. I don't know if that's oh. truly closure, but we've got some closure, and and we'll talk about it. I don't want to spoil it all. Her Instagram is filled with photos with that. Well, like recent photos. So <sighs> if you're done with someone, you're done. Like guess, you delete them. I, I guess. I guess. We'll see. We'll see. Stay tuned. But okay, before we get into the coverage. The recap of part four. A little housekeeping. And first and foremost, I don't want to forget. We just did a collab with the Reality Gays. We Woo-hoo. covered episode one of MILF Manor and woo, what? <laughs> what a show. What a show. If you haven't checked it out, part one is on their feed, on the Reality Gays feed. Part two is on our feed. It was a blast. Of course, every time we talk to those guys, it's a good time. So if you haven't listened to it, check it out. If you listen to it and you're a new listener to us because of it, well, hello. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Welcome to our show. Welcome to our show. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for for being here. Thank you, everyone, for being here. And thank you guys for listening. Check it out. It's fun. And not that we're going to be covering MILF Manor as an entire season, but I think you can expect some some more MILF-tastic coverage from us some in some way shape or form yeah probably on the patreon probably uh, on the patreon on the patreon which is not the worst lead in patreon.com slash married to reality the primary thing that's going to be happening over there is a couple darcy of milfs a couple of milfs a couple of my favorite <laughs> milfs darcy, I wait. darcy and stacy is, is firing up Ooh, tonight I Actually, cannot. Can you believe? Wait, I believe love it? the Silva sisters. I manifested it. Mm-hmm. I almost bought a crystal. Oh, so it can happen. I you didn't. didn't need to. I didn't. I didn't buy a crystal. I don't believe that. But I manifested the sisters coming back for season four. Season four. I hope we can recognize them. Because uh, there are some interesting tough. things on social media that I saw. Oh boy. I hope this. They're okay. Hope they're intact. We'll we'll find out very shortly. Maybe, maybe season four, season, I don't even know what for Darcy, maybe she finally finds love. I don't think so, but we can hope (laughs) or we can not hope because I like this journey of hers, but that's what we're covering on the Patreon primarily. So at the Cousins Club level, you get the audio podcast at the Family Affair level. You get the audio. You'll also get the video. You can watch us record it. And then on the Family Affair level, you also get one monthly bonus. And maybe that's where a MILF Manor episode will find its way. So that's the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mary Reality. Also just check out and follow us on Instagram at Mary Reality Pod. Good time over there. We keep you posted with news, all sorts of updates, scheduling, memes, and most importantly, we get to talk to you guys over there. This is this is podcast is kind of a two-way street between Teresa and myself. The Instagram, that's an orgy of conversation. 
Okay, you should. You, you're done watching Milf Manor. <laughs> That's an absolute blast on Instagram. Message us, share your thoughts. So at Married to Reality Pod on the Instagram, the Patreon. Make sure you're following right here, right now, wherever you're listening. Spotify, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts. It doesn't matter. What matters is that you follow the podcast. It's so easy to do. You look down, you smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hot. Yes, this happily ever after question mark season. It's pretty hot. It had its ups and its downs. It's ups and downs, sure. But I know many of you don't love happily ever after. However, I still enjoy it. Oh, yeah. I still enjoy it. It has its moments when I'm like, me. But I, I always enjoy talking about it with you. No matter what happens, I enjoyed it. This is the last episode of the season. Mm-hmm. For better or worse. For better or worse, we're going to do the other way next. Yeah, hopefully for better. Hopefully that's good. And yeah, so smash like it says hot, follow along and you'll get those episodes. Last but not least, if you haven't left a review, please do. We love the love. If there's one thing we've learned from Darcy and Stacey, it's to love, love. And we do. And we love when you guys leave us a review. Five-star reviews get read on this podcast I have one that I would love to read right now, okay? This is a review coming to us from our friend Joe Wish. Hello, Joe Wish. Okay, titled Perfect Blend of Snark and Wit. Love Five it. stars. Here we go. I discovered Teresa and John when they did a crossover episode with Maddie and Poodle. Yeah. This is So this is coming off of our first collab. This is back in the summer. What a great find. Love the dynamic between these two. Plus, they both have wonderful insights. So happy that they cover several of my guilty pleasure shows. Joe Wish is our command. Thank you, Joe Wish. What, yes. What a review, and I hope you're still listening to us. I hope so, too. This, this review came in a few months ago. I hope you're still here, Joe Wish. That's my wish, is that you're still here. So thank you for that review. <laughs> if you guys haven't left a review, be like Joe Wish. Yeah, and, leave uh, us a review. Spread the love. Spread the love. Spread the word. Tell a friend. Tell a MILF. Tell, oh my tell, God. tell your Guys, coworkers. he's done watching it. However, <laughs> if you want to talk about it, hit me up because I'll be watching. All right. Here we go. Enough is enough. Should we do it? The, let's oh, not, do it. Well, I was about to launch into the big the big show, but let's do the wait, show. Wait. Don't you have your... By the way? By the ways. Teresa, are you ready for some 90 day by the ways? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm too excited. I'm too excited. You have here. something good, I hope. 90 day, by the way, number one. Jamal. Kim's son. Yeah. Jamal. So he's trying to parlay his recent fame into a little something more. Okay. okay. He knows he's got some attention. He's got some intrigue. The ladies love him. The guys deal with him. So he wants to to get his 15 minutes right now. And what better way to do it, Teresa, than with a podcast? What? He has just launched his own podcast with a friend called Coast to Coast. Now, I've only been able to find this podcast. On <laughs> <laughs> Teresa and I are laughing. We'll just pull the curtain way back. The other podcast, if this is the podcast segment, we'll share another podcast that we've shared before that we love. Sleep with me podcast. Yes, that's honestly that's a the po- that's a podcast we listen to religiously. Almost every night. It, it's the podcast that puts you to sleep. Scoots <laughs> and his blabbling about nothing his, his, literally puts you to sleep. Yeah. It's like he does the opposite that we're trying to achieve. <laughs> we're trying to keep you listening to us, engaged, and, and and awake. engaged intrigued. Yeah. Scoots 
does the opposite and he does it really, really well. But before he dives into all this craziness he talks about, and sometimes I can sleep, so I actually listen, it's ridiculous. He has his he sings a song about his sponsors. Well, yeah, is I it about it. his it's sponsors? More like, it's like a theme song. He thanks his supporters. Yeah, but the sleepy the, supporters. Um. The, yeah, the sleepy supporters. And the song starts with coast to coast. Yeah. So I don't know if Jamal listens to, coast, to, to sleep. And with we me. always, we always sing it and dance. So, in bed. so Jamal's got a podcast titled Coast to Coast. This may put you to sleep as well. I haven't listened to it, but I read the about section. And it says the podcast that celebrates life's little moments, the ones you might miss if you don't stop to notice them. It says we're talking about our experiences, but also yours, because we believe that a story shared is a story worth hearing. What will, is it about? We want to take you on a journey with us as we explore our own lives and the lives of others, exploring what it means to be human and what it means to have experiences. A whole bunch of gobbledygook. I almost fell asleep just reading that. They have three episodes out so far. Okay. And again, it's only on Spotify that I've seen, so someone should work on that because it's very hard to. Well, I don't locate. think he can. Can he talk about ninety? Because he was in ninety. Don't they have like some sort uh, he of? He doesn't have to talk about ninety, but he could talk about literally anything NDA. other than this. I mean, he says we believe that a story shared is a story worth hearing. I would disagree. Just because you share a story doesn't mean it needs to be heard. Okay, but well, let's give him the benefit of the doubt and see what he's gonna talk about because. From the description, it can be anything. It can literally be anything. I think his niche where he's trying to go with it is relationship type stuff. So the three episodes out now are Comparisons, The Thief of Joy, Double Tap versus In Real Life, which I think is like dating apps versus In Real Life, and then Toxic Tea, which I think is about toxic relationships. Okay. Well, if if he's like Scoots, we might listen to him (laughs) instead of Sleep With Me. So give it a listen if you want. Coast to Coast, Spotify, Host, Jamal, and Friends. And that is, by the way, number one. Nice. All right. By the way, number two. Speaking of toxic tea, speaking of relationships, Ben and Mahogany are back in the news. What? Yeah. They're back in the news and they're fueling some rumors. They're still together? I thought he paid her. No? No, we all thought that she was an actress. Well, that's for sure. We thought there was some funny business going on. So here's the deal. They haven't been seen in a while. They kind of went dark on the socials. Now they're back in a big way and they're giving us a lot to digest. So recently, yes. Wait, wait, wait. I remember you did a by the way a few months back that they started a YouTube channel. Yes. Now nothing really much coming of that that I've seen, but maybe soon. So Mahogany just posted on Instagram several photos and it started with a tease. It started the first photo was... The back of a man's head, clearly Benjamin's, and it was captioned, I had company last week. Can you guess? Oh. Well, if you swipe, if you scroll through the photos, you'll see more. And in these photos are some interesting little Easter eggs. If you okay. look closely. One. You, sh- you, oh. you want to share? I'm about to share. Oh. Give it, let me romance this story a little I'm bit. Trying to have a, okay. I'm trying to chime in and Please. help you out. <laughs> Fluff me up as much as you want. Here we go. One. One little Easter egg. It appears that Ben has a tattoo on his wrist mm-hmm. that says mahogany. What? With some numbers that look like GPS coordinates below the name uh, mahogany. Uh, so that's somewhat telling. It looked real to me. I've seen fake tattoos. I've seen henna tattoos. This looked real and pretty fresh to me. Okay. Oh boy. Oh boy. Now the next little Easter egg is the one where you go. Are you 
for real or are you messing with us? In another photo, you see what looks to be a wedding ring on Ben's hand. What? There's a ring right on the finger there. Well, didn't he try to propose to her? Like That was the pl- initial plan. The first mm-hmm. time he went to... Mm-hmm. Is she from Colombia? I, I don't want to... I forgot. So I don't want to... Peru? Wanna, we should probably know. What, whatever she's from, he went there and I thought he brought the ring. Yeah. Um. Well, it didn't go that way on the show, but now it seems like maybe there's more. And here's the thing, because this is causing all sorts of hubbub, right? If they hadn't introduced us to six couples that are going to be on the other way, mm-hmm. I would be like, oh, I bet you they're going to be on the other way. One last little couple they're going to throw yeah. on the other. But last season of The Other Way, I'm pretty sure it was six couples. They've introduced six couples already. And so then I, they were introduced like halfway in. Right. But I don't think they would go seven couples mm. for this upcoming season. I think it's too many. Too many. So we have to talk about it, bitches. Either way, well, it's going to be two hours, no matter if there's two couples or ten couples. But they're still dating or they're married, it seems. They're definitely still in each other's lives, which I did not predict. I mean, train wrecks attract train wrecks. Speaking of train wreck, right? Uh, It was a runaway train. But let's let's dance. Yeah, enough of that. <laughs> so that's uh, 90 Day By The Way, Teresa. Pretty, 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 pretty good. good. Speaking of a new season's coming up. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Now that's a show. That's a show. Now that's a show. <laughs> We're talking about Curb Your Enthusiasm. Absolutely. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the tell-all part four. No limits! Are you ready? Sunday night, 90 Day Fiance. Happily, Happily ever, after. ever after. Question, Question mark. mark. Jesus, you're not even synchronized Sorry. with me. Let's try it again. Happily, Happily ever, ever after. after. Question mark. Tell all part four. Here we go. Picking up where we left off. Let's go to Lagos, Nigeria. Let's follow Michael and Usi. Mike's all fired up. All fired he up. He just at- got off the phone with Angela. Yes, and so he's trying to explain to Usi why he's not on social media, and it's because his woman is a very <laughs> jealous person. You know my woman is very jealous. I love how Usman threw immediate shade and insult at Michael, and I don't think Michael oh picked God. up. Oh, oh, he did. He did. He was laughing. Really? Because he goes, hold up, hold up. Your woman doesn't want me to be around you because she knows that I'm smarter than you. Yeah, Michael, Michael started laughing, like did laugh that it's like, shut up. Oh, really? I thought yeah. it kind of just went over his head. No, I thought he picked up on it, but he just kind of didn't say anything. He just kept going like, can you just stop? Can you like stop? I know. I, and he confirms he cheated. I know. Did he confirm it before? I don't think yes, he did. Yes, I got the BJ. Oh, that, well, not the that. BJ but yes, it's one of the one of the many previous cheatings, but this more recent cheating he just confirmed it. Like, That's a good point. Like nonchalant confirmation. He's like, he's like, yeah, like, I, did I cheat? I, I did cheat. Like, yes. But let's not, let's not talk about that. That's not what I'm talking about. Like, you have to stop. On set, he danced around the fact. Very he, much They danced. discussed it and, oh, yes, that was a friend or whatnot. But this is confirmation. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe he's trying to look cool in front of Usman because that's how Usman yeah. rolls, right? Zara and whatnot. He's chatting up all sorts of other women but yeah michael the whole reason michael went there was basically to get usman to apologize to to angela 
totally backfires. Now it's almost like Michael's leaving going, all right, I'll get Angela to apologize to you. <laughs> well, he's asking him to like drop that whole thing, stop attacking her. And Usman says, I don't have a problem with the two of you, but I have a problem with Angela attacking me and I'm going to attack back. Of course. Yeah. Which, which, again, maybe you shouldn't do. That's not the best adult behavior or mature behavior. Especially with Angela. Like I know. She's like a Rottweiler. She's not going to let go. I know. Right. If you give any inkling of, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go, she'll, she'll go. But if you just roll over and play dead, she'll probably move on. Yeah. So, okay. Michael says, I'll, I'll talk to Angela and we'll we'll try to work this thing out. I just find it so funny that it's basically a 180 of what Angela was hoping. Well, the fact that he was not supposed to talk to Usman, so she's going to be pissed off over that. Yeah. So we're back on set now and time to talk to Jovi and Yara. And here we go. Let's start with my favorite segment, topic of discussion, the breast dog. All right. So Yara did get fake boobs. So she can finally love herself, which is a little strong statement. Why? I feel like she would look good before. I get it. Like she wanted it to feel better about herself. And that's great. But the fact that you say I can finally love myself after I get fake boots. Did she say myself? Because she goes, yeah, yeah. she yeah. goes, no more trash bag with pepperonis. Right. Classic yeah. Yara line. Oh, I, I wasn't sure if she said love myself or love love my breasts. No, she said love, love my- myself. Yeah if, you're, like- yeah, if you're putting your whole self-worth into your boobs, yeah, maybe take take a second to take inventory of life and, and I'm what's wa- Yeah. I'm watching it. I'm like, maybe I should love myself too. <laughs> <laughs> but well, one day. One day I'll love myself. Jovi says he wasn't against it or he was against it initially. Because he thought it was these friends of Yara's influencing her, right? Symphony with a C. <laughs> but now that, now it's Yara with a double D. But now that he realizes like, okay, she's happy. He can love them too. Yes. I mean. Did you cry when you see them? <laughs> well, what is that comment? <laughs> like, just like tears of joy. Un- oh, Andre. Well, so that's done after she needed six weeks of recovery. I love how once we discuss edging, now Sean's all just like, how soon after the breast hog can you guys fuck? Like, Sean has <laughs> no no holds bar now. She's all in. She wants to know all the details. No you, limits. No, no limits. Yeah, there's no limits. No censoring. Nothing. And Yara's like, well, you can bang after three weeks. And Angela's like, just can't bite the nipple. Oh, my gosh. Trust me. Trust me. Like, what? I, I feel like Angela was pretty good. Like, she was behaving today. Now she's getting old. She and this is behaving. like, a, this is two days in a row. This is taking a lot out of her. And also, I think people just, she got everything out of her when she got on the set the first time. All that bunch of people and stormed off. Yeah. So I think now she's like, Whew, I've done done my thing. You forget that that was a bit. this tell-all. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that seems like it was season five. Yeah. But anyway, so this is what happened. Apparently, Joey wasn't there for Yara when she was recovering. And it's hold because on, hold he on. went to Africa. Don't skip over the fact that for some reason, Yara decided to use the same doctor as Angela. And Angela's like, 
Oh hell no! Why didn't you call me? And I love how yet I was like, well, because you would you would yell at me. Doctor Obang me uh-huh. making another appearance on this show. Yeah, I don't. I would not look at Angela and go, well, whoever did that. I'm giving him a call. I mean, Angela's boobs, I guess, look fine. I guess it was a different procedure though. It was a no, no, no. reduction for Angela. And then she got augmentation too, so she can oh. get a shape. Yeah. Okay. That's why, like, she has smaller boobs, but they still have a shape. I know, but Doctor Obangmi, we discussed this before. He went live during a surgery. Remember? Oh yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. I don't know if it was Angela who FaceTimed him or or went live with him, but there is footage of Obangmi in the operating room with a patient on the table, and he's on his phone. Yeah, that's not good. Maybe he has like a coupons for ninety days. Something. Well, he's getting free publicity. Yeah. And that's interesting is did they bring it up because it's interesting or did they bring it up because Obang me is like, you have to mention my name twice on, yeah. a, on a tell all yeah. if you want that 10% discount. Yeah. I think, I think he probably asked for some uh, publicity. Yeah. Okay. So as you were saying before, I, I brought it back to Obang me. There was a little a little tension between Jovi and Yara because, yes, Jovi took off, went to Africa, went on safari while Yara was recovering. Well, okay. I don't think it was a tension because Jovi said, I've planned this trip six months ago. I asked Yara. She agreed. She was fine with me. And then she planned her surgery accordingly, but she didn't do the math well, right? Mm-hmm. And I get it. Like some doctors might be like, well, this is the only option but she could have i mean if he planned the trip she could have waited a month or two because it 100%. wasn't if it was a surgery that she had to have done like her appendix exploded that's one thing like if right. that happened and jovi went to africa i would be like you're an asshole sure but if it's something like that it's a cosmetic surgery that could have been scheduled for whenever because it wasn't a must then I don't think what the issue is. Like Andre is getting enraged how he could leave his wife. It's like, dude, but they they planned it. Like it was planned. If anything, yeah, everyone should be getting on Yara's case. I think, I don't know, I've never had breast surgery or gone on safari, but they probably both take a similar amount of planning. You don't just like throw things in a backpack and go to Africa. Yeah. So I'm sure, I'm sure Joby did a lot of planning for this. Yara knew about it and then was still like, no, I'm going to take this day. She could have gotten bigger boobs a year from now, right? It, it didn't matter. As you said, yeah. it was an elective surgery. There was no rush. It was not a dire need. And the thing that made it even more okay for me is he was there when she was on the operating table. I also feel like it'd be a little bit different if he took off a day before she went into surgery. It's like he was there. She had the surgery. She came out. She was fine. He was with her for a week plus, another 10 days. And then I was like, all right, cool. I got to go. You knew I was going to go. And he went. And she she was fine with it. It was other people really on yeah. set who had issue. And she had help. She Mama, had Mama Gwen. Gwen. And speaking of Mama Gwen, she's joining us virtually from Louisiana. Gwen is a fan of, of, of the all naturals. She likes to keep those heavies all natural. She was not a fan of Yara's og. I mean, she can do whatever she wants. If that makes her happy, sure. But all I'm going to say is poor planning. Poor planning. And Mama Gwen is 
one of the people who's mad at Jovi for this, which I don't totally understand. But I guess because Mama Gwen was the one who had to pick up the slack yeah. and be there for her. But yeah, he was like, oh, he, he should have canceled his trip, which I, again, I disagree yeah. with. Yeah, I, I think it was fine. And Yara said, I was fine with it. He, I want him to be happy. He wanted to go on this trip. Like I want my husband to enjoy himself. He so. couldn't even bite my nipples for those, for those days I was there. So, <laughs> and I think it's also like, it's smart. Like next time she wants to go to Europe or do something, then she'll be like, Hey dude, you went to safari. Like I had no problem with that. Why are you having an issue with me doing something on my own? Yeah. I don't endorse that behavior. Don't, no. don't try to like. Do one to have in the bank to be like no, next I time. No, no, no. I don't endorse that. But Joby was very like, didn't want Yara to stay in Europe with her mom, which I said, I don't think, I don't understand it. What I didn't understand is that they should have planned on it. Like he was going to work, right? But it's like, it's the same idea. Like if she's okay with him traveling without her, right? Mm -hmm. So next time she wants to go and be with his mom, with her mom, then he should be like, he should have a problem with that. The real question is, why didn't Yara go on safari? I was just going to say that. Right? It, uh, you have Mila, I get it, but Mama Gwen ended up watching Mila anyway. Why? I feel like Yara is the traveler, is the adventurer. I feel like she'd want to go. Well, I think they maybe had a, all right, we have 20000 to spend on a vacation, 10 on the boobs, 10 on no, the safari I actually, for one. I actually think what it was, and I was surprised it didn't come up, so maybe it wasn't. I feel like Jovi had to go away for work. And he's like, well, while I'm over here, I'm going to go on safari. I feel like because he's always working in other countries. I feel like he was probably working in another country and then said, well, after work wraps and I'm, we're over here near Cape Town, I'm going to go on safari. That's not true. He was home. He was helping Yara post-surgery. I know. I know. But I'm saying I think maybe he either went and worked before the trip or worked after the trip. I don't think so because he planned it six months ahead. I don't think he has a schedule for upcoming six oh, months. Oh, I bet you they know where they're going. Yeah, more or less, but. I just, I can't think of another reason Yara wouldn't go. It doesn't make sense to me. Unless well, unless she's like, I just don't want to go on safari. But she, again, she's a adventurer. Is she? Like she yeah, likes, I mean, she not, I guess beach. not. Beach, she likes true. the beach. She likes the fancy. I think Jovi's the, actually Jovi's the adventurer. True. Okay. So then we move on to the topic of the second child. How Jovi still wants a second child. I kind of thought this was a bit for the show, for the season. He's sticking by it and he makes the argument that a lot of us make, which is like, we don't want to be old parents. Yep. So you, you got to get it done sooner than later. And he makes another good point. We already have a child. I don't want them to be 10 years apart in age. True. Growing up. Well, you and I, we don't have kids and we already are old parents, by the way. Well, we're not parents, but we will be if we have children. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want to be an old parent. Understood. It seems like Yara is not even on the same page about a second child, let alone the timing of the second child though. That's what struck me is when Jovi's talking about, I want to have the second kid. It's not even like Yara said, well, in five years, we'll have a second kid. It just seems like she's thinking, no, Mila is plenty for us. Yeah. And okay. The fact that Yara expects help from Mama Gwen all the time, that's very normal for Europe. Mm -hmm. Like grandparents, you have grandparents to, to pick up your slack. You have grandparents so they can help with the kid, they can help 
to clean the house. They can help with everything. Mostly babysit the kid. That's what grandparents do in Europe. That's how we all were raised. Sure. And that's why my parents are like, well, well, what are you going to do when you guys have kids? Like, we're not going to be there. Who's going to help you out? Like, help you out like that. Okay. My grandma was coming to bu- the Babichka, you know, right? She lives two hours away. She was coming almost every weekend. She was helping my mom clean the house, help with me, babysit me. The grandma who lived in town, she was picking me up from school every single day, yeah. watching me until my parents got home. Every other weekend I spent with my grandparents so my parents could chill. Like my parents had a full on help. And that's, sure. and that's normal. And yeah. so Yara expects that. She expects Mama Gwen to be there for her every day, to help her out with Myla, maybe clean around the house a little bit. Like, she helps her to pick up the slack. But that's not how American grandparents are. Yeah. But I think that's been resolved, though, between them. Well, they Yara brings it up back because she's saying, well, the fact while the reason why there was this whole argument between Jovi and Mama Gwen was because I was pushing Jovi that I need more help. Right, right. Yeah, but, but that I'm was saying, That was what we saw early on in the season when they were on the boat. Yeah, but they're talking about it now. Well, sure, a little bit. But the, I'm justifying it. I'm saying like a lot of people are giving Yara shit. I'm saying that's normal. Yeah, I, I didn't really put too much stock in that conversation. I'm talking more about Jovi wanting a second child it has nothing to do, I don't think, with with Yara's need of extra hands to help. I don't think Yara necessarily wants to have another kid. No, I, I don't think I don't necessarily think it has to do with Mama Gwen's ability to to be there or not. Well, I think partially because if Yara had a full time help like that, someone she can rely on, like if her mom was in the states living with them, right? I think she wouldn't mind. Maybe not right now. Maybe in a year or so, right? Yeah. But now she's like, I have my lot. That's plenty. I have my job. I have my business. That's plenty. I don't have time for a second kid. And that's where I'm saying I don't even think they're on the same page in terms of having a second kid. It's not even the timeline of the second kid. Joby has this idea of, oh, yeah, two is better than one. Yara, I think, feels like one and done. I don't know. But then we start to get comments from the peanut gallery and Angela having her her feeling that, oh, I think Jovi just wants to have a second kid so that Yara's pregnant. She won't be able to go out with her friends. And therefore, Jovi doesn't run the risk of losing her. I and don't buy that. I don't buy that. Jo- or Andre does. Andre's like, we all know Jovi isn't the best looking one in the relationship. That was so rude. It's like, Andre, have you, have you seen yourself in the mirror? Yeah, I was. First of all, I don't even think that's. That big of an insult. The way Andre said it, it was an insult, insulting. It was it was was insulting on paper, but at least from where I sit, if someone was like, "Oh, Teresa's the better looking one in the relationship," I'd be like, "Thank you." Like if someone said that to me, I'd be like, "Thank you." If someone told me like, "Oh, you're way better looking than Teresa," I'd I would be pissed because then they're calling you ugly. So <laughs> I get why people got upset because it did come out kind of okay. gross, but it's a, it's a weird compliment for Yara. Why is it even in conversation? Why Why does it matter if Jovi is good looking or not? Oh, it doesn't matter. Like, why, well, okay. It doesn't matter. Why does it matter to Andre? Like, who cares? There are good looking people in the world who don't have love or anything. And they're bad looking people or like bad looking meaning. Everyone has a different type too. So, sure. So some people probably find Jovi super hot and some people probably say, well, not 
no, not my cup of tea. The fact that Andre's judging him like this in the studio in front of everyone, I'm like, what's what's your point, dude? Like, whip out a mirror once in a while if you wanna do if you wanna go there. Well, everyone came to Jovi's defense. Yeah, <laughs> they like, I, find, I find Jovi very attractive. Yeah, right? and even so. Yara was like, what the fuck? Mama Gwen was like, why are you insulting my child? Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Um, no, I completely side with you when you say it was rude and unnecessary, but I also put myself in that circumstance. It's kind of a backhanded compliment about my wife. Like, in a way, Andre is calling Yara attractive, which well, is nice. He doesn't have to put someone else down to do it, but I, I'm glass half full, Teresa. Well, here's the thing. Because if someone else said it and they're smart and you know they're kind of joking, then you can take it differently. Like, Andre doesn't have the capacity to make it a joke because he's not funny. So he's right. being serious and that's why it's so bad. Well, just it, there is no need to say it, which is why it Exactly. Like, if he was like, was they're friendly, he's kind of joking like, oh, come on, Jovi. Like, yeah, that's the better looking yeah. out of the two of you. That's kind of funny. Like you can, it can be taken certain way, sure. But the way he said it, it was just insulting. Like right. why? And, and that is true. Ah. He was he was piling on after Angela said, "Oh, Jovi's just scared to look." So you're right in the context of that, especially. It was, yeah. it was gross. I mean, if I had to choose between Andre and Jovi, absolutely team Jovi. Like, but For a multitude it, of reasons. Well, yes, but let's say if, I, if I'm only judging their looks and I don't do that, I usually need more. But if I'm only judging looks, I still go with Jovi. Like, what is Andre talking about? Yeah. Well, Sean wants to give uh, Andre and Libby even more of a chance to shit on Jovi and Yara. So Sean asked them, do you guys think Jovi and Yara depend too much on other people to take care of Myla? Do you think Mama Gwen, they're relying on her too much to take care of, of Myla? And both Andre and Libby are like, oh, yeah, they depend so much on other people. Don't be mad, guys, just because there's no one in the Loudmouth family, just because there's no one in your family tree that you would even leave a dog with. You don't have to be <laughs> mad that they have a sweet mom like Gwen who's there to help. And it's okay to get help. Okay, okay. We don't have kids, but when, if we do, we'll need some help. I don't know who's going to help us because we don't live near any of our parents, but we'll need to find someone to help us. You absolutely need freaking help. Libby was like, we remember in Libby, she wasn't even working and she was like, oh, I need help. I need to focus on, oh, my, yeah. on my music. <laughs> like, what are you here. talking about? What's your take on Big Perv's comment when he was like, women today are expected to have full-time jobs, raise kids, come home, make dinner, put the kids to bed. I'm like, eh. That's not true. Women are not expected to, to do be, anything. be or do anything. They can do whatever they want. And some women do all those things. Like I literally do everything he listed. But I do it because uh, I don't take care of kids. Okay. I work, I cook, I clean. You do help me if I explain to you exactly what to do. I cook. I do some cleaning. Yes. I you, But you do work. other things. Like you, sh you, he shops. Like he goes for all the grocery shoppings and he does, he has his own tasks. Like, so we split things up. I don't do everything, but also the things I do, I do because I want to. Right. The word expectation was what turned me off. I'm like, if someone expects you to do all that stuff, well, then find someone else because that shouldn't be the way of the world. Yeah. You should, yeah, you should. Teamwork makes the dream work. So and, decide, figure it out, approach it like a team. And also like people, like men expect women to work. Women should work. Like you should make your own money. You should be able to 
take care of yourself and do all that if you can. If you're capable of working, you should work. You're going to get your own life. And if anything happens, and I'm not saying this, talking about our relationship, but back to Jovi and Yara, I get it. Like you should have a little bit of something for yourself, like money, like some sort of an independence. Otherwise, you're going to be fully dependent on that guy. And then what? Like things can go south. But I I disagree with you there. I think if we did have kids, it could be a different story. Not that I would say. I'm not going to stay home. I'm not saying you should, but I'm saying there are families. They have three kids, two kids, and that's a full-time job. So again, it should come down to what do you want to do? What's the most fulfilling to you? If you can live your life like that, then do it. You don't have to have a job and raise your kids and clean the house and cook. You do. Hopefully you can do what you feel comfortable doing. Well, that was, but that was my point. I was saying women should do whatever they want. And I was saying, he says, oh, women are expect to work. That's not true. They're not expect to work, but I feel like women should work. Unless you stay home with a kid. But yeah, that's also work. I don't think there's a should. I don't like that you're saying should. That's my point. Women shouldn't raise kids unless they want to. Women, I mean, you people have to people have to work. So like, yes, you should work. But my point was, if you have a handful of kids and you want to stay home and raise your kids, then I don't think you should have to work too. You have to figure out and do what's best for your relationship. But that's what I said. I said, staying home with kids also work. Sure. But... Let's just, let's be honest. Kids go to school when they're five or six. Then what are you going to do? We're going to be sitting at home. You're going to get bored. You're going to start cheating because there is nothing else to do when the kids are <laughs> in school. I, I think you're going too I far, used, but. I used to go to the gym when yeah. I was in Open in this small town filled with stay-at-home rich moms. Yeah. That's all they talked about. How the husbands have nothing to do with them and the husbands are cheating and they're cheating. And, but that's, but if, if you're doing that because you feel like I have nothing else to do. Your lack of hobbies is not the problem. The fact that you're just so willing to cheat because, well, my afternoon's open. I guess I'll find random dick. That's the problem. It's not that your your calendar is open. Yeah, well, okay, I'm, I'm going to get shit for this probably, but sure, bring it on. I also feel like once the kids go to work and you have time to do something, what do, do something. You guys are going to stay home. I agree. I would blow my brains out. I agree. But if it doesn't have to be a nine to five, that's my point. You don't just because now the kids are out of the house, you have to go back and do exactly what you did pre kids. No, but do something else. Sure. I mean, we always say if we won the lottery, we wouldn't be doing what we do currently. So what's the difference? If you have that ability to go follow your passion, chase your dream. I would still work. Okay. I think you say that now. Yeah. I, I, I think, don't think that's I think a realistic I get, answer. I think maybe we take a year off and travel, but eventually you get bored. Sure. I need a purpose in life. If I don't have a purpose, then I don't know what to do with myself. Okay. And I've never really felt, yeah, I did feel this way years ago. But if I, if I didn't feel like I have a purpose, I would be very, very depressed. I agree. And I think we're very fortunate that our jobs fulfill us that way. Yeah. A lot of people's don't and they can find purpose elsewhere. Maybe they're going to learn an instrument. Maybe they're going to start baking and open up a bakery. Like, I just think you, maybe you're, maybe I'm misinterpreting what you're saying. You are because like opening up a bakery means it's a business. It's going to bring some money. That's 
Okay. Bringing me back to the point that I think women should be empowered and do work or do whatever so they can have their own little thing I'm and not even be speaking 100% about, dependent on, on the man. I've moved on from talking oh, about gender. I'm not talking oh, about what I'm talking about human beings. Oh, I am not there yet. <laughs> we have to go. We have to get to that. I'm just speaking about human beings. I don't like the idea of you should do this. You have to do this. You, there is no one size fits all. You need to find what works best for you as an individual and you in a relationship. Oh, take I- gender off the table, take age off the table, take education off the table. Everybody's different. And so I don't, I, it started with big perv going, women are expected to X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, nobody should be expected to do X, Y, and Z because everybody's different. Everybody has a different X, Y, and Z. For you, it's ABC. For me, it's JW2. For you, it's 125. So there is no X, Y, Z. That was my whole point. It's just you need to do what's best for you. Absolutely. But what I was trying to say is that I agree with what I, Shida and Yara were saying about feeling empowered and having something for themselves. Sure. Whether it's business or their own bank account. Like, I think it's important. I, I agree. So that's I'm, what, that's I, what I was that's what I was going. And if it wasn't clear, now making it clear. I think being 100% dependent on someone sucks it might be fun for for a little bit or for now it's like i don't have to do anything and i'm just my husband buys everything but what if something happens what do you do yeah what do you do okay can we take a break okay that's basically the end of the segment it was just a little mama gwen going i live two hours away now i'm buying property to be closer now you guys want to move wtf right yes let's take a break when we come back we're going to go to the Czech Republic. We're going to talk about Yar and Jovi in Prague. We'll be back in a second. And we're back. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Teresa. You ready to <sighs> go to our favorite country in the world? I'm ready now that you've put the roast in the oven, emptied the dishwasher, got a <laughs> That's job. That's your job. Got a job and put the kids to bed. Yes, now <laughs> we can travel <laughs> to Prague. The whole the whole debate here is whether or not Yara's going to buy an apartment with her money basically for herself or if Jovi can be included in the investment. I think you should be included. I would agree. I I would agree. It it doesn't make sense. I get having the apartment in Europe. Totally understand that. But again, you're married, you have joint finances. You could put Jovi on the mortgage. You could put Jovi on the lease. Yeah. And I was just going to say about my very recent rant, how women should be empowered and have their own thing. Absolutely. Make your own money. Do whatever makes you happy. But if you are in a good marriage, buying a property, you should still do it with your husband. Hopefully that's just a vacation home you can use. Or maybe you can do an Airbnb. Mom can take care of it. Right. It shouldn't be an escape home for I, Yara. I love Liz's comment. Well, I didn't love Liz's comment. I love Yara's rebuttal when Liz said, seems like it could be an escape route. And Yara's like, if I wanted to leave Jovi, I'd say, fuck you, Jovi. Come visit <laughs> me in Milan, Europe. Like, I totally buy that. I don't think Yara yeah. needs some some secret some secret spot that she could run away to and once she's safely there she could divorce them she'd be like jovi fuck you come visit me in europe if you yeah. want 
no, for sure. And I don't think she's trying to get a runaway apartment. Maybe she wants something for her mom to help her out and maybe renting it. Maybe mom can take care of the Airbnb, which is something I was thinking about of doing too. Well, it makes sense if you have family in Europe. Sure. Why not have, if you're going to get a second home and it seems like this would be a second home, this would not be a primary residence. If you're going to get a second home, why not get one closer to your other family that sure you could spend time there. You could rent it out. Your family could stay there. Sometimes it makes complete sense. The part where you lose me is if Yara does truly do it herself, because then it does seem suspicious. Why Mm -hmm. do you need this apartment that Joby doesn't have any ties to? That starts to raise red flags, but I don't think that's what's happening. No, I don't think so either. But then Yara says, well, my business, everything has Jovi's name on it because I wasn't able to work before. So he owns everything and I want to own something for myself. Well, I would say maybe switch the businesses to your name because that's your job. But when it comes to an apartment, like he can help you with the mortgage. Exactly. Like you don't have to spend all your money on this. You can split it up. Sure. And then the topic of conversation comes up about moving to Florida. And Liz makes the point, you're going to lose the only help you have. And this is where we learn, well, guess what? Not only that, but Mama Gwen has just bought property to build a home. So she's even closer to them. Which I think it's silly because they're renting. If they they had a house, they bought a house or bought an apartment and I would feel like they're gonna stay there for a while. Sure, you're. We move around a lot. People move around a lot. If you're renting, you can pack up and go to move closer to someone who's renting an apartment, and there is a chance of them moving elsewhere. I either don't buy this story, or I think that Mama Gwen was gonna do it independently of where Jovi lives. Like, we don't know how close. She's two hours away now. Maybe she bought property an hour away. And so it's not like, who's to say that, oh, she actually bought the neighboring plot of land. I think maybe Mama Gwen, she's fallen into a little cash now. She's a 90-day star and thought, well, why don't I get my own investment property? Why don't Mm I? And if I'm going to buy something, well, I should buy it closer to my son and daughter-in-law. And so I somewhat don't buy this storyline, or at least I don't buy that She's moving next door and just to be closer to Mila. The other thought and frustration I had during this segment was now that Joby's like, my wife's unhappy. She doesn't like the swamp. We're going to move to Florida where she could be happy on the beach. Everyone's like, what? You're going to move? Your mom's moving closer to you. It's like Jovi can't win. People just want to shit on Jovi because now he's taking his wife's side, which is I would argue you should take your wife's side over your mom's side. Yes. He's taking his wife's side, and now everyone wants to give him shit for that. Yeah. Um. I mean, whatever makes them happy, the two of them, they want to move to Florida. And as Yara said, Mama Gwen can come visit for weeks, for months, right? Yeah. They shouldn't be making their decisions based on where Mama Gwen lives. No. And with the help... I get you want maybe family to be there first and foremost, but as Mila gets older, she's going to need less and less of grandma. You could rely more and more on friends or babysitters. And so I kind of disagree. I agree with you. Like when you're, when you have a newborn, you don't want to pass that thing off to a stranger. I actually disagree. I feel like when you have a newborn, 
yes, you don't want to pass it on to a stranger. True. But you want your mom there. But when the kid is 10 or so, you still want your mom there. Not every so weekend. Mm, okay. Not I mean, a- you and I won't have it, but I'm just, I'm thinking back in my childhood, that's how I grew up. That's how I you saw grew up. my grandma, and not just me. I did too. Most Europeans. I saw my grandparents, if not five to seven times a week, I spent Jeez. at least three nights a week at my grandparents' house. I'm not joking. Uh, and, and that's beautiful. I, I think it's probably somewhat rare. I think I saw my grandparents every, every other Sunday, maybe what? we went out to dinner. That's it? How far do they live? Half hour. What? We, that's, I think that's normal. How, in how often did you spend the night at their house? <laughs> I don't know. Never. What? Call in, guys. Let us know your. Wait, are you kidding me? I don't. If Maybe if my parents went away on like a romantic vacation, I would stay. I had my bed at my grandparents' house. That says more I about had your everything. Parents. I had my clothes that I had, everything well, at my grandparents' was, house. What was at your house? My stuff. My grandparents lived 10 minutes walking distance from us. So then it was just like you had two houses, basically. Yeah. So. That's a different And then scenario. at the, the Babichka, you know, who lives two hours away, I spent most of the summers there. Like, we went there for two months, and the other grandparents were commuting to see us. That's we were, we were We were very close, and it's not me. It's everyone. All the Czechs do this. Like, you rely on your grandparents to help you with everything, to cook for you, to help you That's out. That's great. But now it's going against your argument about... Mama Gwen should be there or Yara expects Mama Gwen to be there just like a Ukrainian or European grandma. Yara's the one who's like, let's get the hell out of here. So she doesn't want Mama Gwen's help that well, much. No, no, no. She wouldn't mind if Mama Gwen moved to Florida. And Yara said it. He's like, you can sure. come. There is a beach. Sure. So if Mama Gwen said we're moving to Florida, I think Yara would be happy. Yeah, potentially. So let's see. We'll see where they end up. I just think it's ridiculous. It's like Joby's going to do something for his wife. You know Joby loves the swamp, but he's going to pack up and move for his wife. And everyone's yeah. like, what? How could you do that now that your mom's moving closer? No, I think it's cute. Like if that's what makes her happy and if they like the beach, like Florida is the bomb. So there, And do it's it. the home of 90 days. So you'll, you'll be right at home there. Oh, yeah. No matter where you go. So then we flash back to the felons. And Sean goes, I want to bring in one of Yara's best friends, Symphony with a C, because Adele with an <laughs> A was arrested with an A. What, what was she arrested for? I forgot. Drugs. Yeah, something like that. Whatnot. Yeah. Um, and you can tell they're all distancing themselves from Adele. Uh-huh. Like Symphony comes on and she's like, yeah, Adele was kind of rude. She has her own opinions. I don't really get, you know, I don't get mixed up with Adele. Like they were thick as thieves. 17 episodes ago and now they're like who's Adele someone like you rolling in the deep Adele I don't know who that I is mean, she if, had a good song or if two if one of your friends turned to be a felon like this you and I would be staying away from him For 100% sure. so it's just it was somewhat uncomfortable slash comical that they didn't even address it. it's like she's not there there's a reason she's not there but we're not going to bring up that oh yeah we had a felon on this season. It's yeah. just like, yeah, we're not, I don't know. She's, she does her own thing. Well, I don't think you do a, they do background checks on the friends. I don't know if they do. appear once or twice. And she could have had a clean record before sure. she came on, but sure. it's just funny that it's like, yeah, Adele had a, had a leading role in Yara's friend circle, but we're not even going to address that she's not here. Yeah, let's not, but... So I like when Symphony with a C was saying. She was saying, I like Jovi and Yara together, but 
they have issues they need to work on. And I was just supporting Yara to say, you need to be an independent woman as you are. I agree. I, I agree with Symphony with a C. I think everyone should be independent women and men and, and whatever you choose to be. Unless you don't want to. Like if you don't no, want to. No, be independent. To, no, you should be. You should. you should, but I'm saying like if the if the woman decides that she wants to, if she's okay with the man being the sole provider of the house and she doesn't need anything for herself, if that's what you want, I'm also okay with that. But I'm saying like I'm empowering women. I'm okay. I'm empowering people when I say Sure, but you should have the life skills. If push came to shove, if you got divorced or something happened, you should have the life skills to be able to survive as an independent person, unlike Jenny and Samit, who are like, we're codependent on each other. We're code-. Like, that's not healthy. You should be able to get out there, get a job, make friends, feed yourself. I'm not saying you have to. I'm saying you should be able to. Yeah, you should be able to. I think there's a difference there. I agree. That's my only point. Empowerment. Sure. People empowerment. So then big perv. He's like, Jovi's a provider, whether you like it or not. You should have never married him. And now you're looking for a plan B. You don't, ex- you don't respect him. And that's why he doesn't respect you. Shut and this is, up. this is where big perv's like, Love I, you, big I, perv. I haven't talked in a while. Let me just yep. r- start running my mouth for the rest of the uh, episode. And everyone's like, no, everyone's like, shut up. Yeah. was like, oh my God, like, shut up. What are you, what are you even doing here? Like, shut up. Jovi, shut up. Jenny. Jenny, the queen. She's so annoyed. You've insulted every cast member. Stop it. And Big Purr's like, you had your turn yesterday, Jenny. And Jenny's like, my turn is whenever I want it to be. Kiss my ass, dude. And he's like, shut up. Everyone's like, oh. but Jenny, Jenny doesn't stop. And Big Purr's like, cry me a river. It's like, oh my gosh, shut up. It was shut so up. unexpected for, for Jenny to act this way. But that is proof positive how many buttons have been pushed, how how Big Perv has pushed every single person's buttons on this set that even Jenny's like, kiss my ass, dude. He is the worst. <sighs> and that's where the tell-all, the, the actual tell-all kind of ends. Yeah, that's that's it. Like everyone's kind of like ganging up on Big Ed or Big Ed's being an asshole to everyone. Everyone's just done with him. Yeah. So, yeah, it kind of like ended out of nowhere, right? Yeah, you almost wonder if they pulled the plug because Jovi and, and Perv, they're like, you're a pussy, you're a pussy. And it's like, this might actually get heated. I was looking in Jovi's eyes and I don't know if he was doing meditative techniques or counting to 10, but he looked like he was doing everything he could not to pop out of his seat and just punch Big perv in the face. So I don't know if Sean was like, well, we had a few other questions, but I think we'll call it a day. What I said, you just need the big hammer and just like hammer him like the game. The whack-a-mole. Yeah. Yeah. Whack a hole. Yeah. The game. Yeah. But that's it. That's (laughs) where, that's where wraps and everyone leaves set and you get these little moments. Joby and Andre start talking like they're besties. Andre, it's interesting now that I think about it. He's fired up on set. He's going at people's throats. And then you step off, you get out of the hot seat, out from under the lights, and he starts to befriend everyone and almost try to patch things up. He did it. He did it with Becky. Yeah, that's true. The last episode. As soon as they stepped off, he's like, let's talk. We'll talk. We'll figure it out. I mean, maybe, just maybe, he's not as bad as as he's portrayed on the camera when he's off camera. I don't know. 
I think it, it has to be a little bit of a persona he puts on. Maybe. But the cameras are the cameras are still on him, right? We're watching True. this. He's still being filmed. But I think just the pressure's off, kind of like the show the show's done and he settles down and yeah, he tries to befriend Jovi again. Yeah. Well, then we see Jenny who's like still enraged about a big ad or what she calls him, the little ad. It's a big ad, little ad. It should be a little ad. He ain't no big ad. <laughs> it's like this loved the new Jenny energy. This oh, is, yeah. This is the Jenny we need. And then we see this new friendship of Kim, Jenny, and Yara sharing a cab. Just the three of them talking shit about big ad, laughing, boobs. It was, it was beautiful. It's, it's so orchestrated. Is it? Why wouldn't Yara be with Jovi? Right, you guys just True. went through this. You just got off set. Jovi was defending Yara. Like you think, okay, the two of us, let's collect ourselves. No, instead, they put Jovi in big perv. Oh my gosh. I, I was like, I would not sit in the car. I'm like, how many blocks? I'll walk. Yeah. And fortunately, Jovi was putting perv in his place. He was like, don't talk to any woman like that. Don't talk to your yeah. fiance, your girlfriend. Don't talk to my wife. Like, don't talk to women like that. And he's, he goes, I don't get your relationship. I could never do that. Yeah. And this is where I'm like, that's why I'm so annoyed with Big Ed, Big Perf. Because he's like, all of a sudden he starts talking about Liz and how amazing she is and how he is happy that people took her aside and ganged up on Big Ed. I didn't understand. He was like, oh, Because he sucks. loves her. I'm like, shut, what? He's like, I'm telling you, Jovi, it sucks because she's amazing. It's oh, so, my like, God. What do you... This is such manipulation uh -huh. of a scenario and just doing whatever and saying whatever to get a reaction. Yeah. doesn't make any sense. No, I'm, I'm watching this. I'm like, shut up. I loved when Yara goes, Big Ed is such a clone. <laughs> it's like a clone, a clown. <laughs> Imagine we, let's pray they don't clone Big Perv. Oh my one, gosh. One Big Perv is enough. I think one and done. And then we get Liz in her prom dress. She was, she looked like she was dressed to go to her first club ever. Like she just hit 18. Oh, yeah. Line up the Red Bull and Vacas. It's time to go clubbing. And apparently that's what Big Perv bought for her. I know. It's like, what? It's like, ew, it's even grosser. It's Why? Like, ew. Huh? Why was it Because he's like dressing her up like a teenager. Like she's 30. I'm sure she picked it out and he paid for you it. You think so? That's a good question. It's, it is very different. I can you, see him being a perf and be like, okay, on. this is what she's going to wear. It's like a mini, mini dress. And now she's wearing it as the revenge dress. I mean, she looked the best she's looked in the past four she episodes. She did. Yeah, she did. <laughs> so it was working. And then Jovi's talking to Angela and being like, well, why would it be so bad if Michael was hanging with Soldier Boy? Why, what's so wrong with that? And Angela's like, look what happened last time. He got back on Instagram. He started talking to girls. And Andre's like, yeah, Usman is, he's really a bad influence, isn't he? And you can see Andre is alone. Libby's home pregnant. And this is what happens. Andre has no one else to talk to. He has no one to keep an eye on him. And he just starts sticking his nose in other people's business. You think he'd be such an instigator if Libby was next to him? I don't oh, think yeah. so. No, he would be busy talking to his wife. Instead, he's like, nah, I got no one here. I got no supervision, no chaperone. Nah, let me go fuck with them. Nah, now I'll go fuck with Jovi. Now nah, I'll go fuck with I Angela. I think it's his personality. I think he enjoys that. I don't think it's ever been this bad. He's well, just I, like poking people, basically. I mean, on one hand, 
I get it because as you said, he's that alone. He has, it's not like he's bestie with one of the people on the set. Right. Right. But I think he's just like, it's Andre. That's what he does. I don't think he was like, let me fuck with these people. He's like, all right, let me, let me say what I think. I don't think it was a conscious decision. That's a tough word. A conscious con- decision. How did you nail that? Because I'm good conscious, at the English language. I can nail conscious. No, I can't. That's the word. Conscious decision. Interesting. Um, I don't think it was a conscious decision <laughs> to be like, I'm going to fuck with people. I think he was just bored and had no one to talk to. And he was like, meh. Here's I think he say. was just being Andre. Perhaps. So then we get Jenny with Liz. And Liz going through this whole roller coaster of emotion about, I don't know what to feel anymore. I never expected to find out that big perv was talking to Rose. And Jenny's like, yeah, it was disrespectful. And, and not just to you. He's disrespectful to everyone he's disrespectful to everyone on that couch and you deserve so much better mm-hmm. and just please don't take him back yep don't take him back which Jen- i'm afraid that she did but okay jenny was holding this this one woman intervention and it was beautiful i think she for whatever reason like andre was alone and he started his fucking with people jenny was alone jenny didn't have submit yeah and she started counseling people and and she was standing up and fighting back and there was this beautiful new jenny that i've never seen yeah that was good and if you think about it i think jenny and summit yeah if all these couples have their own issues right all couples in the world have their own issues but out of all these couples I think like Jenny and Samit and Andre and Libby have the least issues between the two of them. Oh, like there I are would other s- Jovi and Yara. Between the two of them? Yeah, they, I think their issues are make-believe. I think they fight within. I think for like Jenny and Samit and Andre and Libby, I think their relationships are for some reason good, but they're fighting the out the, the family. Like the families right. are the ones who bring the drama. I think for Jovi and Yara, their drama was that Yara wanted to move to Europe, maybe. Like there but was a fight. I'm not saying their relationship is bad, but as Jovi said, it's got bad to the point that if we didn't have my love, we w- I don't think we would be married. That's not a happy couple. No, it's not. So that's why I'm saying that Jenny and Andre, those two alone... I think out of all of these people have the most decent relationship between the two of them. But what it's been with Jenny is her just giving in to submit, I think. And so I'm loving this new Jenny where she's standing up and and she's got a backbone. I feel like in the past, in her relationship, it's just been like, okay, you go without me to see your parents. Okay, we don't have to get married. You can basically use me. And now what? she's. He didn't use her. How did he use her? He, didn't, he was married. He was married and oh, she was yeah, fine. Yeah, and she was and fine she with it. She lost her shit on yeah, him. Yeah, but she went back and she was fine yeah. with it. So now she's finally standing up for herself. And I like that. But I not hope, to I, summit. She's standing up for herself, for herself, period. And let's see if there's a reason to stand up to submit. Let's see if she brings that new Jenny energy back. Well, I think if anything, it's the kid. But Summit said he does not want to have kid. It's just to please the parents. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so okay. Then Kim shows up and says, while you're here looking so snatched, you need to be like, bye, bitch. A glass of red wine on that white shirt, I would pay for that. Love it. But they need, <laughs> the to, stop, they need to stop calling each other bitches. 
Oh, no. Bitch is going to bitch. I like it as a joke. Like, I say to like, all right, bitches. Like, ha ha. But I would never, <laughs> I would never call a friend of mine bitch. Even as a I, I just, I just think it's, no. Like, if you're maybe 19, but not, for my case, not if you're 30. And not if you're 50. Why don't you like it? What's wrong with... It's like, okay, 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 you okay, you bitch. Like, but it's a term, uh, I think it's like a term of endearment. Oh, I, I, I hate like it. Same, I feel like it's the same from like... I hate it so much. All right, it's bro. So, it, it's so... I hate that too. It's so I know, bad. I, I do that. It's so distasteful. Unless it's a joke, as some people use it as a joke here and there, not all the time. Then I'm like, if you actually call your friend a bitch, like, all right, bitch, like, I'm done with him, bitch. No, <laughs> please don't. Okay. Please don't. Unless you're below 20 and then you can justify it for not being fully evolved, <laughs> then don't. Um, so then the real bitch comes. It's it's big perv. And he wants to talk to Liz for a second. But Liz is like, I'm busy. And it goes, all right, well, I got to go get home safe then. And he leaves. And Kim, of course, is like, you really should have thrown a drink at him. And my biggest concern out of this entire, I was going to say tell all, but uh, let me correct myself. This entire season, this entire franchise, my biggest concern is that someone hired Big Per for a speaking engagement. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> Who hired him to speak? I know about what? I would, hire, I would pay him to shut up. Yes. What is he going to talk about? How to in be Boston, a perf? In Boston? It, you better not be going to Harvard. I hope you're not going to Tufts, BCBU, Northeastern. No no higher education, university or otherwise, should have hired him to Oh, speak. I think he was a meetup, maybe. Uh, what? Oh. Of big, of <laughs> just big like, ads. Just, just the highest level on Cameo. Yeah. He's going to go do it in person that or something. There's no way he's speaking anywhere else. I have a speaking engagement. Oh, Oh, I need no. to know more and I don't want to know more no. at the same time. Right. But, but he's acting like a child again, like an asshole. He's like, all right, well, she doesn't have time for me. So, so I'm going. It's like, dude, like she's talking to someone. Like if you really want to talk to her, well, have one more drink and then you guys can regroup. Right. Come on. He, he is a child. And so Kim's like, well, grow up, be the bigger person. And Liz goes, I just need to go home back to California, focus on work, surround myself with positive people. And I love how Kim was like, I'm here. Kim, you you were encouraging her to throw red wine on, on the perv. For oh, the last I like time. that. That's not a positive person. <laughs> She's like, I need to surround myself with positive people. And Kim's like, I'm here. I'm well, here. she meant it. I kind of liked it because she meant it as like, goodbye, bitch. I think the way she used the bitch here was probably good. <laughs> I don't like how she uses it later. <laughs> okay, with we heard. But like as, as a goodbye bitch and walk away and never talk to me again. Yes, because he deserves it. He deserves someone to like hit him on the head or spitting a wine on his white shirt or hit something. Him, hit him on the head with the big Ed's girl license plate that we uh, that Liz purchased. What a... Do they... Keep your receipt if you ever do that. So bad. That's so bad. And it's like this weird... You wonder who bought the dress. Who came up with the idea for this? Because that's such a weird control move to be like, you should put a license plate in your car that says Big Ed's girl. Yeah, that was Big Ed for sure. That was definitely Big Ed's bad idea. Yes. And let's not forget that they don't even live together. Which is good now. Oh, yeah. Oh, we didn't discuss it because we didn't, we didn't discuss it because we don't, we didn't cover them during this season. Yeah. But in my mind, when I heard that, I was like, well, that's, that's terrible. It's never going to work. You should live together. 
But when you take a step back and get that 10,000 foot view, you go, oh, yeah, they don't live together because neither of them think it's going to last. They don't love each other for real. And they need to have their own places. So when it eventually does fall apart, yeah, they have somewhere to go. So it makes sense. But of course, that's not going to work out in the long run. No. Unless you're Dr. Pepper, I guess, from maths. Yeah, like, that's, a seen, different, that's a different story. I haven't seen my husband since 95, but we are happily <laughs> married. So, okay, cut to Angela telling the bartender how she wants to have wild sex with oh someone new. Poor guy. First, the, these nipples are healed and ready to be gnawed on. Oh, they're all out. But first, poor bartender. First, he's being attacked by Big Pratt when Big Pratt called him stupid. Mm-hmm. And now Angela's trying to bang him. Like, Can you imagine if Michael was even talking oh my to gosh. a female? Oh, hell no. Michael can't even talk to Usman. Yet Angela's like, I want to have wild sex with someone new. Oh, She's... She was really getting on my nerves. Well, she was upset, but classic Angela. Yeah. And so then Angela, we see go infiltrate Jenny, Liz, and Kim with her with her tits out is the only way to phrase that. Yeah. You, you see the blur on her nip. That editor was going to work overtime to blur those <laughs> things out. And she is like, um, what's the, what's the thing? That happens at Everest a lot and kills a lot of people, like mountains. An avalanche? Yeah, she's like an avalanche. Yeah. Just comes and just like buries people and like she's just like, whoa. And all of a sudden <laughs> this whole thing turns into Jenny's sex life and oh. her sex life. And I'm like, whoa. whoa Kim's whoa, like, whoa, whoa. oh yeah, we do the power bike. It really Ew. really gets me going. And I'm just like, God damn, what's that? And <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, what, what's your favorite thing Submit does before sex? And Jenny's like... He rubs some some Ben Gay on me, massages me. Uh, you know, my neck's always hurting, so he he puts some Vicks of April rub, and we get to work. And Angela's like, "I'll tell you what, Michael does. He's good because I teach him. I got juices, but you got to flow them. Ah. I got juices, and I'm regurgitating them right now. This is disgusting. Oh, Angela, this is nasty. It's nasty. Yeah. So, anyways, they leave. Angela and Kim. Yes. The two bitches leave. Hello. And Jenny stays back talking with Liz saying, empower, empower man, you have to leave him. And Jenny's like, please, please don't go back to him. Please. And I'm like, oh, Jenny, but she's right. Please don't go back no, to him. she's right. Cut to big pair of packing. Okay. The suitcase on the bed, not the grossest part. The big Ed sticker on the suitcase the grossest part. Yeah, no, this whole... Uh, uh. Everything he does is uber cringe. And then he's like, here's the engagement ring. I mean, 13, uh, grand, 13 grand. Of course. Shut up. <laughs> of course. And I guarantee you he added a few extra on that. He's not telling you what yeah. he paid. And he's like, I might give it to my daughter. Do you think your daughter wants to... Uh, if she watches this and you give her the ring that you took away from your fiancé... That she, she was going to be like, oh, my gosh, like, thanks, Dad. This is going to be doing. I'm going to be engaged to it. <laughs> I would pawn it. Uh, yeah, I would pawn it, too. Um, and then he, he texts. He's like, I want to start, start a group text with Liz and the producer and writes, I just wanted to confirm that Liz won't be accompanying me to Boston. Uh, Please change your flight to go back to San Diego. Thank you. Just like so much gross I'm in control. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Please change her flight. It's like she's an adult. She can change her flight. You you could text her and say, listen, I think I'm going to go to Boston by myself. You don't want to hear this speech. I promise you. 
<laughs> and Liz will find her way home. She's an adult. She could figure that out. But yeah. no, he needs to, of course, manipulate the situation and take control. And it's he's the worst. Just, just disgusting. leave, leave, leave. Go to Boston. Go away from our TV screens. Just yeah. leave. And then Angela and Kim go back to Kim's room. Did you see Kim's snacks? No. On the floor by the desk, Kim had a case of ginger ale and a Costco-sized box of Pop-Tarts. Oh, I didn't see that. Don't leave home without it, Kim. A box of Pop-Tarts. Like a huge box of Pop-Tarts. I've never had a Pop-Tart. I don't know. You're not really missing out? Like, what is it? Mm. Do you heat it up? Do you, you could heat it up. I've eaten them cold. I've eaten them heated up. They are pastries. They're uh, pastries. Very thin pastries mm-hmm. filled with chocolate or yeah. strawberry filling, frosting on top. It's You don't need to eat. If you haven't eaten one by the seventh grade, you don't need to start eating them. All right. But for some reason, Kim sustains on Pop-Tarts. <laughs> and so, okay. Kim is like, Angela, I think you should apologize to Usman. I, I want you to see what I see. I think if you just talked to him, you'd understand. You'd understand. You'd see what I see in him. And Angela's like, that's not going to happen. I'm, I'm not going to see what you see. And then she starts talking about Michael. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know. I'm kind of nervous about Michael. Maybe is he using me? He might be using me. Yeah, but this is where they throw the bitches into it. It's like, bitch, bitch, do you think he's using me, bitch? It's like, no, you both are in your 50s. Like, don't don't talk like that. Like, that's you, the you, least you can of, drop it. That's the least of anyone's problems, Teresa. You get so hung up on the weirdest, most insignificant things. You have two women getting scammed here, and your biggest concern is that they're calling each other bitch. I don't think Michael is scamming Angela at this point. I think he just, well, maybe. Come on. I mean, as she said, five and a half years, and he's, <laughs> he's still he's still in Nigeria. So. He's got nothing else to do. I don't. I don't think like Michael's being controlled by Angela. Well, then here's okay. Well, that's even worse than I think. That's maybe worse than scamming Angela. Is if Michael is still in love with her after the way he's treated her, like. That's even scarier and more upsetting. He just cheated on her. How how in love is he? I don't think he is, but what are you saying this relationship is then? It's either... Like, if the relationship's fucked it's up... It's not convenient. It's it, not a relationship of convenience. No, they no, live no, in no. separate continents. It's fucked up, but I don't think there's... He's scamming. He's. I think he's using her, but I don't think he's... I don't think he can scam well, for... Well, let's define the difference. Scamming is like you do a scam, you move on. Five and a half years, and they, they they've been in a relationship, in a fucked up, broken relationship. But yeah. somehow, if he wanted to scam her before, maybe. But I don't think he's scamming now. I think now he's just he's just hanging on to the last vision of maybe after all, I can come to the U.S. But that's the scam, then. That's I, the scam. But he would. Oh, she would not allow him to leave. She would not, not allow him to leave the relationship. Hazelhurst. <laughs> that's the like scam. once he's there, that's it. That's it for Michael. There's no way Michael can be in love with Angela. I, I don't buy it. The, there's ulterior motive uh, motives. I I just feel like scamming. I wouldn't call it scamming. I would call Usman sca- a scammer. I don't see the difference. You're just basing it on timeline. You're saying ah, Usi's only been involved with Kim for like a year. That's a scam, but if he extends it five years, now it's using. Not really. I just, 
after everything, I just see that maybe guess- there was or there is some sort of relationship between Angela and Michael, and she has a full control over him. For Usi, he knew that he has a control over over Kim. And he knew this isn't going to last long. He got a few gifts. He was on TV. He has his career. Like, come on. So that's the difference is the intention is maybe Michael and Angela went into it enjoying each other's company. Yeah. But then it turned out to be like, nah, I'm kind of over her, but I still like the gifts. Usman went into it scamming yeah. from the start. Okay, maybe that's the difference. Either way. Either way. Neither of these relationships are going to end well. No, I don't. I mean, one ended. And I hope it stays that way. Yeah, but, but Angela is Angela's like, bitch, you better not go back to him. He's a scammer. Uh, as Kim said, they talk every single day. She still loves him. Like, That's if Usman, the thing. If Kim one, and she even said, yeah, I, I want to see him one more time. I want to have one last sex. Like Kim and Usman have a better relationship than Angela and Michael. Even though do, it's even though do, it's quote unquote non existent, yeah. it's, it's friends. They had had slash have a less toxic relationship. True, than Angela I I agree with that. And Michael, so I wouldn't be going to Angela for advice. Oh, don't go to Angela for advice. But it, that's she gives this it. way. Kim is like, bitch, I love you, and Angela's like, bitch, like I don't love you. I don't know you that well, and I'm like. <laughs> I love but pass that. Pass the pop tarts. I love it because that's so honest, and I always say that. I honestly, in my life, I love about five people. Mm-hmm. Six. I love six people. And Angela's one of them. No. Oh, oh. But asking for me. <laughs> I thought you were like, saying you love her because she wasn't just throwing around the. There L are word. six people in my life that I am capable of saying I love you, and I mean it. If I say to anyone else. I don't fucking mean it because right. I don't love you. I like you. I like you as a friend, but there is no love. I hate when people say I love you. Kim doesn't love Angela. Why would you say I love you? That's so bad. I think you there's just different throw loves. It, just throw Not it out there. Not to get into our 19th debate of the episode, but I think there are <laughs> different loves. Like I love some of my friends. It's a different love than I feel for you or my parents. I like my friends. Okay. All right. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't love your friends either, but. What are you talking about? I'm just kidding. But it's like, I love you. I love my parents, my grandma. I love your parents too. But then the rest of the people I like. Fair enough. And I'm not going to be like hugging someone and say, I love you if I don't love them. If there is like no the feeling of the love, that I would never say that. All right. I love seals. Because I have that feeling okay. when I look at them. All right, here okay. we go. <laughs> and then just, we just kidding about we, the seals. We get the, the last morning, everyone's saying... Say la vie. Liz says, I'm done with Big Perv. Bilal and Shai to say, business and babies. When we get back, Jovi and Yara at each other's throats. And as they're waiting for their car, some old man walks by looking like, should I get involved with this? Do I have to step in and get involved with this? Like, I felt so bad because they're yelling at each other and then people are just walking by like, is she going to be okay? Maybe there's a camera, man. Come on. That's true. And then Angela's like, Maybe I need to look for a new man, someone not toxic, someone that can make me laugh. Right, <laughs> right now, divorce is definitely on the table. I'm going to file for divorce. Doesn't mean I'm going to sign it, but I'm definitely going to file for it. Oh, we'll see. And that, my friends, our friends, is 90 day, 90 day Fiance, Happily Ever After, Season 7. That's it, guys. That's it. <sighs> until, until next time. Next is the other way. Yes. Notoriously, Do you love the other way? Notoriously not a favorite no. franchise of this podcast because 
I've said it before. I'll say it again. I don't need to watch other people go on vacation for two weeks. <laughs> but let's see. We have Danielle and Johan who have become a favorite of ours yeah. after covering Love and Paradise. And some of the other couples, I'm sure, will bring it. Yeah. I mean, out of all the people that have been on the other way, only Jenny and then Corey. Kenny moved. and Armando. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I'd said it on our first collab with with the reality gaze. I said, if you can drive, it's not really the other way. If you can stop at a Starbucks on your way to your new home, it's not really the other way. That's because they went a lot of hours. So is driving from Miami to Seattle. So it's not the other way. So you're saying if someone from the US moved to Peru because you can you can drive there, it would just take you like three days. That's not that's not the yeah, other we're way. Spl- we're splitting hairs now. Okay. <laughs> you think it's easy <laughs> over cross, there. You cross, think it's easy. Crossing one border. And if your if your iced coffee hasn't melted by the time you've crossed the border, it's not the other way. Okay. Well, right. he's in Florida. You have to drive all the way through. Te- you have to drive all the way to the to the all west right, coast, pretty much. Right, it's the other and way. And then head down. They don't live in Tijuana. It's the other way. Okay. All right. We'll see about this upcoming season. I'm excited for a new season. I was excited for a new season. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes, people. If nothing else, we got Darcy and Stacy on Woo-hoo. the Patreon. Yes, so. come over. Join the join the love. Join the love. Patreon.com slash Married to Reality. Follow us on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. Check out the collab we do with the Reality Gaze, Milf Manor. If you haven't left a review. What is this voice? <laughs> it's my end of the season. I've had it. I've had it with this with this season. It's the end of the season voice. Um, now you interrupt my flow. Follow the Instagram, <laughs> Married to Reality Pod. Join the Patreon, collab, Milf Manor. Leave a review if you haven't. Be like our friend, Joe Wish. It's yes. our wish that you leave us a review. Thank you, Joe Wish. Thank you, thank you. You did it. Wish, wish come true. So, all right. With that, I think I've said it all. I've said it all. Another season in the books, folks. We did it. You said it all? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I think I've said too much. There's there's about 20 minutes in that podcast. Apologies. Or not. Yeah, bitches. (laughs) Um, All right, bitch. I've said it all. You said it all? Yep. Talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.